regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. And off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. This is The Online Course Show. I'm your host, Jacques Hopkins, and here with me is our co-host, Dr. David Crozy. Hey there. And we're excited to dive into all things online courses with you today. David, what's up, man? What's going on in your world? Oh, not too much. It's been a busy week up here, taking care of a lot of patients as a chiropractor. was kind of interesting. As a chiropractor, things come in waves. And I had a group of Spanish-speaking patients come in. And I just got really motivated. I was like, I I know this little bit of Spanish. And I've kind of put together my little cheat sheet for when I work with patients. But I was like, I would really like to level up my Spanish. And so guess what I thought of? What's that? One of your interviews with a Spanish course. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, back in episode 28, you talked with the founders of Mm SpeakShop.org. And uh, again, they they have a group of tutors in Guatemala, I believe. And you set up a one-to-one lesson. And so I was like, I'm going to sign up for that and just try to improve my Spanish within my own office. And then it is interesting. Once you get in this mindset of creating courses, kind of in the back of my mind, it's like, well... You know, if I could get to a certain level of proficiency, I could make a course for other chiropractors and I'm never going to be like fluent, fluent Spanish. But, you know, again, with the idea of courses, you don't have to be a total expert to to still provide value to other people. I mean, you just have to be one step ahead of where they're at. So Sunday afternoon, I met with Araceli down in uh, Guatemala the prognosis is basically I need some remedial work. She's like, <laughs> she's like, you need a lot of work. We need to back up. And so ultimately, like I had to look at it and be like, you know, I don't I don't know that I have time to really fully commit to this at this point. I have too many other things that I should focus on. But overall, I do like that speakshop.org. It's a great, great idea. And I was I appreciate it. I learned about it on your podcast. So there you go, man. I don't like the end of that story. Like at the end of the day, you're like, uh, I think I'm going to give up <laughs> as soon well, as I got started. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is like, you know, I mean, when we look at this episode, you're going to be talking, you're going to be sharing with us finances. And it's like, you want to focus on the things that have a return on investment. And right now, you know, I went through that. It's like, no, it's, it's too much of a distraction from my other goals. And hey, so... That- that's fair. Sometimes you just have to to, to try things and, and see how they work just, you know, in life or in our online course businesses. And sometimes you're really excited about something you're trying and you put it out there and the market will tell you whether it was a good idea or not. And in this case, it was, you know, this, this person in Guatemala telling you, hey, you're not as far along as you thought you might be. This is going to take more effort, more work, more time than you expected. And so you you had to regroup, reanalyze and decide maybe it's not worth the my time investment and I'm not going to get the proper ROI for that out of my business. Right. Cost benefit of analysis. 
Yeah. And you, you briefly teased talking about expenses a little bit. That's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to kind of give a, give everybody a rundown of, of what do I spend money on in my online course business? So I'm excited to dive into that here in a little bit. Also of note, worth noting is that I did launch the new, the online course guy.com in the past week. And so if you haven't checked that out yet, go to the online course guy.com, of course, and check it out. So let me know what you think of the, the new design. I'm pretty excited about that. I had, uh, I had it professionally designed for the first time and uh, some cool new features and, and new trainings and whatnot. So that is uh, one of the big things that's been going on on this side of the microphone lately. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. Well, I've seen where you're hold, hosting a webinar within Next Level Courses, but we'll go ahead and share like what are the different things that or how would people join the Next Level Courses? Yeah, so I, I have two programs now. I have uh, the Online Course Accelerator, which is meant for beginners. You haven't made a course sale yet. That is designed to help you with the basics and getting that first sale as quickly as possible. And the Next Level Courses is for existing course creators. And that's actually the majority of my audience is those that already have a course and they're looking to take things to the next level. They're looking for help with scaling and automation and outsourcing and systems and just running their business better, more efficiently, getting getting more students getting happier students. And that's what Next Level Courses is all about. And so you can find out more information about both of those programs by going to the online course guy.com. And I, I won't, I won't share too much more information about that, but I promise you they're uh, very, very inexpensive. Each one is very inexpensive to join. Yeah. The other thing I did this week, uh, there's this book by Bob Iger, who was in charge of Disney and it's super highly rated. And so I, I ended up reading that. It's called Ride of a Lifetime. And I have to say, I wasn't impressed with it at all. Like, <laughs> essentially, like the chief takeaway is join a powerful, successful company and buy everything. I mean, Bob's Bob's legacy is that, well, he, he joined Disney when uh, Disney acquired ABC. But then under his uh, leadership, they acquired Pixar, Marvel, um, Lucasfilm and the whole Star Wars family. And then they also acquired Fox. And so I was kind of listening to it. It's like hard to tell if he was a good leader. It's kind of a, there's a quote, you know, born on third base and think you hit a triple. I was like, I'm not <laughs> sure he's that great of a leader. Like, I mean, all he, it's like, he just bought one thing after another. But there was this quote that I thought, man, that's a, that's a great quote just as, a, as it applies to course creators so essentially, it was right when he was in charge of ABC, and then ABC was acquired by Disney. And he basically, somebody gave him this idea for like a new magazine, kind of an equivalent of like Teen Vogue. And he greenlighted it and put some effort and some uh, money and some resources into this, this magazine. And this leader, I believe from Disney named Dan Burke, he slipped him a note. And on the note, it said, avoid getting into the business of manufacturing trombone oil. You may become the greatest manufacturer of trombone trombone oil in the world, but in the end, the world only consumes a few quarts of trombone oil a year. <laughs> and so I listened to that. I'm like, yeah, that's a great quote for us as course creators, because, you know, what's trombone oil to Disney could be a goldmine for somebody in the audience that like, you know, let's say that you find out that there's 100,000 people around the world that are obsessed with like maintaining their brass instruments like you create the course, you create the community, and that could be like a healthy side hustle or, or you know, a, a full-time career. So it's trombone oil for Disney, but it could be that goldmine for an individual course creator. 
And then the other thing is once you have your course going, I mean, you got to watch out for the trombone oil in your own business. So something that you're putting resources and time into and it doesn't actually provide that return on investment, which, you know, when we talk about the things that you spend money on, it's like, does it actually does it actually create a profit? I mean, that's the only as a business owner, that's really your question. Yeah. So you took that quote and you kind of applied it in a couple of different ways. Very, very, very interesting. And, and I, I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to this, but I never, I never had aspirations of, of putting together some massive company. I mean, Disney is one level, but, but even, even a company with 20 employees or 50 employees, like that's, that's never been my vision. And it's still not today because that's just not who I am. I, I'm, I'm not interested in, in running a company like that, but I, what I am interested in running is, is an online business that allows me freedom and, and, have a few contractors, maybe a couple of employees one day, but very, very small, the least amount of risk and headaches and, and a business that really serves me as much as possible. So that, that goes right along with that quote. And on that note, David, I mean, I'll share with the audience, me and my family are about to take off on a five week road trip. We're going to rent an RV and, and just kind of explore for about five weeks. And this is something I would not be able to do if I didn't have a successful online course business. And I plan on doing a little bit of work from the road, right? I'll do my bonjouros. I'll catch up on a few emails here and there, but not very much. And I'll be, be living that, you know, four hour work week and probably, probably less than that over <laughs> the course of the next five weeks. That's awesome. What's a rough map of where you're headed? We're doing, we're going mostly west. Well, I'll say that we're going to start to the east a little bit. We're going to go to the beach for a little bit. And then we're going to go out west, Albuquerque, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, mm. Zion, places like that. A lot of mountainous stuff. And man, I, I don't know if, you know, a lot of listeners maybe have never been down Louisiana, South Louisiana, but it is as flat as flat gets. So anytime I go to somewhere with some terrain, I'm just like completely blown away because I've lived in South Louisiana my entire life. And it's just so, so different, so different. <laughs> so I'm excited about just kind of a, an adventure with my family and, and see how it goes. That's so awesome, man. I'm jealous. Can I come along? Well, do you have any nannying experience? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. Our, you could be a ride along nanny. You should you should park your camper next to Paul Lipsky somewhere. Yeah, I know. How cool I would know. that He's, be? He does the van life, man. <laughs> All right, David. Well, let's get into it. So the plan today, and this was your idea because I think you genu- genuinely are curious about, hey, what what are you ex- what are you spending each month? You know, fifteen to thirty grand each month. What where does that even go? What are all the expenses that 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 Jacques is spending on on his online course business? So that's what we're going to get into today. So, yeah, especially as a contrast in the first 20 episodes, there was one where you broke down your your costs of doing business. And I remember at the time you were bringing in about thirty thousand dollars a month, but your expenses were twenty four thousand dollars a month. And so you're kind of like, man, I brought in a lot of money, but hey, a lot of it went out the door. And so it's interesting to hear hear your present situation and and where your expenses are, as we know that your your top line has certainly grown. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that was that was, you know, two, three years ago. And my profit margins are significantly better than they were back then. And, you know, I was still kind of setting the stage for a lot of things back then. You know, I was spending, I remember specifically, I was spending three or $4,000 a month back then on on SEO services that weren't paying off yet. But they are very, very, very much paying off 
today, right? And so that's that's a good example. So to set the stage for this a little bit, I kind of want to give a an overall strategy, big picture view of how I handle expenses uh, and finances. And so I have, as of January of this year, I signed up with a new bookkeeping service, which we've I've talked about that on the podcast plenty of times, evolvedfinance.com. I highly recommend them for bookkeeping services. They specialize in helping uh, small business owners of online businesses, and they only work with people that are making at least $100,000 in revenue. And so if that's you, if you have an online course business, and you're still doing the books yourself, and you're, you're making at least six figures, I highly recommend you check out Evolve Finance. I've had a great experience with them so far. I was doing all the bookkeeping myself before that. And it is just, it's so much easier on me now so much easier. And it's just like so much more accurate. And they actually know what they're doing. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not an accountant. And so I use those guys. And then I put almost all of my expenses on a credit card. And I'm not a credit card guy. I don't use any credit cards in my personal life. I'm very much I mean, you know, this I'm very much a Dave Ramsey fan and an advocate. But I spend so much money each month in my business that I get so many like reward points, reward, mm-hmm. reward. Why is that such a tough word? Miles and points through the Chase Business. It's like Chase Business Inc. Preferred or something like that. It's one of the best credit cards out there for for online business owners because they they do like triple points on online advertising. So I get a ton of miles each month. You know, the, I just mentioned our trip. A lot of those, the things that we booked are are paid for with miles. You know, you can, you can rent cars, you can, you can book hotels, flights, crew, like there's all kinds of stuff you can do with those miles. So I do that and I pay off the balance of that, not only do I pay it off every month, but at least once a week. Like I, if that balance on my credit card is above zero, I hate it. Like I pay it Mm. off as, as often as possible and I'm purely using it for the points. And so that's just kind of my overall strategy. So what I have printed out right now in front of me, is I kind of, we're kind of going to go over April, right? The books aren't mm-hmm. completely closed on May, so I'm going to jump back to April, which it happened to be a very good month in my business, but we're not going over the revenue. We're going over the expense this year. So it's, it's fairly consistent from month to month on what I would spend. And so I've got basically my credit card statement, and I'm going to go over a lot of the expenses on the credit card, and then I also have my my report from Evolve Finance for April, where we can look at bigger picture, right? So for the for the credit card statement, it'll be individual expenses, whereas on the report from Evolved, it'll be like, okay, grand total, you know, you spent this amount on advertising, for example. Hey, one quick question. Yeah. I know a lot of people are curious, like, what's the best credit card rewards uh, credit card? So what one? I mean, I'm sure you probably researched this, but what did you end up with choosing? Yeah, that's the one, the Chase Business Inc., preferred or something. Okay. That's widely regarded as the top credit card. It's a business credit card. It's not a personal mm-hmm. credit card for online business owners. That's pretty much the consensus there. And everybody I know in the space has one of those if they're using a credit card. So that's the one I recommend, but that is a business card, not a personal card. Sure. All right. So let's get into it a little bit. Backupify, $8 a month. Ever heard of Backupify? I've never heard of that. This is going to end up being kind of a tools episode because a lot of these sure. individual expenses are tools. But my hope is that people can can just kind of pick and choose in here. It's like, oh, I've never heard of that tool. I've never heard of that service. Maybe I should check check it out. So I spend eight dollars a month, which is which is very little on Backupify. What that does is it automatically backs up everything in my Google Suite account. 
right? So everything mm-hmm. in Google Drive, all my emails, everything like that, it's backed up somewhere else that's secure. I'm just very, I'm very conservative. I'm not, I'm not a big risk taker. And so the thought of just something happening to my Google account and all my files and all my pictures and all my emails just going away, just that doesn't sit well with me. I want to have it backed mm-hmm. up somewhere and Backupify is a service that does that for me for very, uh, very inexpensive. So one quick question there, like, do you have any video files or any files that are just sitting on a single computer in your house as well? No, no, no everything, every, everything goes onto the drive. Everything goes to Google Drive and then that's automatically backed up. I don't have any files mm-hmm. just sitting on my hard drive that are not in Google Drive. So how much how much data do you have on Google Drive? Do you know? Uh, a few just seems like a lot. Yeah, some a few terabytes or something. But I have wow. a when you do the Google Drive for Business account, you get unlimited storage. Oh, nice, unlimited. And that's something that Jason Dion taught me on a previous episode of the podcast. Because before, I think I had like more of a personal Google Drive account, and I was having to pay. 20 bucks a month for two terabytes. And then the next level was like 10 terabytes. And I was going to have to start paying a hundred dollars a month or maybe even more than that. And he's like, why don't you just do the, the business version and you get unlimited storage. So that's what I'm hmm. on now. And then Got I it. use a, I use Google drive and sync to automatically sync the contents on my hard drive to Google drive. So it's not like I'm having to manually, you know, open up a browser, drag files there. And so it's a pretty seamless system. Advertising, I see an expense here for Google Ads. So every time I spend $500 on Google Ads, they charge me. Same thing with with Bing Ads. That's the next one on here. Every time I hit a $100 threshold on Bing Ads, um, they charge me. So there's going to be a lot of $500 and $100. And I think the threshold for Facebook, I want to say, is $250. I advertise on Facebook as well. So there's there's those just throughout the month. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another service called Auphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, and that's part of my podcast process. That's one of the last th- services we run the podcast file through. It just does some some noise leveling and just some final final production value to the quality of the audio before we publish. And what is so, that? What is that name? One more time. Auphonic. You look <laughs> you look confused. It's, yeah, like A U P H O. And I see. Yep. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, hey, and then we gotta yeah pump the brakes here for a second. So, like, what is your actual total spend on on the Google Ads per month? Well, t- uh, all, all, total advertising is about t- ten or eleven thousand. I'm gonna get into that at the end. Right? So that's oh, on gotcha. the that's on the involved report where I'll go over total okay. amounts. Right. All right. So then I've got a lot of. I've got a lot of individual shipping charges, postage, and that's because certain people when they buy my course, when they when they when they buy it within a certain time frame, they buy a certain package, I physically mail them out a package that has my workbook and some flashcards, a t-shirt and so on, and I'm having to pay postage each and every time that we do that. And so if it's in the United States, it's a few bucks. If it's international, it's anywhere from 15 to 20 dollars, and that's part of my operating expenses. All right. Next, I do pay for G Suite. We talked about Google already. And so I do pay per user for G Suite. And so I have a couple of my contractors that have a a Google account as well. And so I pay for several different G Suite accounts. Stunning. I've talked about stunning on the podcast before. So what stunning allows me to do, and that's $50 a month. 
What that allows me to do is when somebody's credit card, so I offer a payment plan with my piano course. And if somebody, if if Stripe tries to charge them for month two or month three or month four and it fails, well, before I use Stunning, it would just fail and they wouldn't get a notification. I wouldn't get a notification. So what Stunning does is handles sending out emails automatically, reminding people to update their credit card. It gives them a place, a good place to go in and update their credit card. And it helps me with uh, payment plans in an automatic way. And so if you're offering payment plans and you're using Stripe, I highly recommend you use Stunning. All right, Bonjoro. Bonjoro is on here. Everybody knows I'm a big fan of Bonjoro. And and so that's if if you're not for some reason, I use that every single day to thank people on video personally when they purchase one of my courses. WP Engine is is what I use to host my WordPress websites. So f- pianoin21days.com, theonlinecourseguy.com, those are both WordPress sites. But once you start getting into the funnels and the landing pages, those are all ClickFunnels pages. WP Engine is uh, phenomenal. I've ho- I've used them for years. They've always been amazing support. You know, I mentioned earlier that I just redid theonlinecourseguy.com. They have this really great staging area where you can build everything in a staging area, test it. Once you like it, click one button and boom, it's on your live site. All right. What do you think so far? Is this valuable? Yeah, it sounds good. All right. I've got a charge on here for my accountant. Trustpilot.com. Man, I spend $299 a month on Trustpilot. That is a third-party review site. So everybody that signs up for my course, after about a month, they get an email from Trustpilot asking them for a review. And I personally just really like having a third-party site out there with some reviews on it. And I have almost 500 reviews now on Trustpilot for Piano in 21 Days. If if you have all the reviews on your site, that's a biased place to have reviews, right? I filter what everything everything that goes on there. So I like having Trustpilot as well. So if somebody's really just skeptical, I'm like, look, there's there's almost 500 reviews. On average, it's 4.7 stars out of five over here on this third-party site. So there's a free version of Trustpilot, but it doesn't get you near as many, many features. And I've been paying for that for, for a few years now. All right, going down the list. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of like Microsoft advertising, Google advertising, the postage expenses. Okay, later, later.com, that is a that is an Instagram publishing service that we started using a couple of months ago. I've been really hitting the Instagram what is it called? Page channel on PFR Piano in 21 Days hard lately. So you can check that out if you if you're a big Instagram user. Check out Piano in, at Piano in 21 Days, and we we've been pu- pushing out content every single day there using Later, and it's it's really great. It's 19 bucks a month, not too expensive, and it's so much easier than just using the native app. What uh, what types of content are you putting on Instagram? You haven't really talked about that at all. Okay, so memes. <laughs> okay. We're, we're doing, you know, that like really, there's a really popular meme where there's a guy walking down the street holding a girl's hand, but then there's another girl going the other direction and he's, sure. he's looking back at her with a like, wow, she is good looking. Look what, and then people will put, you know, label, label the two girls something. Well, just to give an example, we, we did one recently where he's holding the the hand of traditional piano lessons, but he's looking back at piano in 21 days. Mm. And then you put a caption about how it's like this new, better way to, to learn piano. So there's memes. There's there's quotes from my students. 
There's lifestyle stuff where it's just like me and my family doing certain certain things. It's a it's a variety. One thing I want to be doing more on there that I'm not doing a lot of now is video clips of actual piano content where people can sure. learn too. Right now it's just more fun and lifestyle stuff and there's not a lot of of piano learning happening and I think that's the one thing missing so far. Are you getting good good engagement? Yeah, I mean, so I've got almost 2000 subscribers. Instagram's not a platform that I've historically hit very hard. My my email list and YouTube subscribers would be kind of the biggest platforms that I have. But trying to build up Instagram and I think it's going to be more of a slow and steady approach. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the the engagement is huge, but it's going to get get better every day. Okay. And then you might talk about uh, actual people that are working for you, but do you have somebody else managing that or are you doing it? Yeah, I've got a contractor uh, managing that for me and, and she'll, she'll put together basically like a week of a week of posts inside of later and then I'll give her feedback and review it. And then they'll just, it just automatically happens. It's really great. All so right, the combination perfect. of a contractor and later is so far a great way to run Instagram. All right, so here I see a charge from Custom Ink. So I use Custom Ink, uh, customink.com for my t-shirts. So I mentioned the physical package already. I mentioned the postage, but there's also an expense for buying the t-shirts that go in there. We'll probably see in a little bit that I have to buy physical books. Uh, and I'll go ahead and mention that comes from lightningpress.com. It's a small company in New Jersey that's done a phenomenal job printing my books. And then I use moo.com, M-O-O.com to make my flashcards. And I use flashbay.com to make my uh, flash drive. So I put the contents of my course on a flash drive and those are the four things inside of the the package. Actually, there's a fifth thing because there's a thank you card with my logo on it. That's also moo.com. And then there's actually a sixth thing if you count the bag, the packaging. And I get the packaging from stickermule.com, which has my logo on it. And it's, it's, I'm pretty proud of the physical package, David, a lot of effort went into the research of all these different companies and where I could source all these different things. I've actually, I actually had an idea recently for something else I could include in the physical package. One thing I love seeing in my Facebook group is people filming themselves playing piano no matter what stage they're at, if they're on day six of the course, they finish the course, whatever, I want to include like a little tripod tripod for people's uh, phones in the physical package. I think that Mm. could motivate people to actually do more of those videos. What do you think of that? That sounds good. Definitely. And then I got to ask, I mean, I I know you love to outsource and automate. So who's actually like, are you walking down to the mail, the post office currently, or who's doing that? I think somebody asked, maybe it was when I was doing the the Friday iced coffee Q&A, somebody was asking about my process. I I remember going over it recently. So I've got, I mean, you know, David, like I, if I can systemize, automate and outsource something, then I will. And and I've definitely done it with this. So let me, let me explain how how, how I've done it. So my assistant, my executive assistant generates the shipping labels. So she handles, so, so I have this form that people have to fill out in order to get the physical package because I need their mailing address and I need their shirt size, but I also need them to kind of opt out of requesting a refund because I don't want to mail them out this, this package that's cost me $60 to put together. And then they request a refund for the course. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of tell them that they need to make sure that they're actually going to stick with it. Like, like 
take the time you need inside the course. Once you feel good about it, that you're not going to request a refund, then I'll ship it out. It's kind of a, it's almost like a waiver inside of there. And so the result comes back from the the form. I use Typeform for that. We'll probably see that expense on here. And Emily manages that and she'll go through and uh, create the shipping labels, put those in a Google Drive folder. But Emily's not in the United States, so she can't physically mail them out. I have uh, basically an intern that goes to the, the local university here, LSU, who helps me with some things. She used to help me a little bit with in- Instagram but she, her main role now is to mail out these physical packages. And she, so she actually handles all my inventory and she will print out the shipping label on sticker paper and put everything together and put it in the bag and, and take it to the post office uh, every couple of days. And so it's pretty much out of sight, out of mind for me because I have a system in place. Well, hey, pretty soon you might want to start having Annecy do that and start paying her, and then you could uh, start a Roth for her. How old yeah. is she now? She's about to turn five, so... There you I, go. I Good think enough. Would, I think that'd be a great task for her, but I don't think we're quite there yet, David. <laughs> All right. So I see uh, there's an Amazon expense here. I mean, that could have just been any random thing for for my office, for my business. Upwork. There's a lot of Upwork charges. So I have just random contractors doing random uh, things for me on Upwork. And it's just going to show up on here as an Upwork charge. So I've got a guy that's amazing with ClickFunnels. I've got an amazing graphic designer. I've got just all kinds of people that are awesome that I've that I've already vetted with with my process. And, And I'm just I'm Upwork is one of those things that I've got to check almost daily because I've just got so many people doing so many great things for mm-hmm. me on there. And those, uh, those charges show up here. I see the charge here for Evolve Finance. Once again, another shout out for those guys. Uh, Rev.com is an amazing transcription service. And so anytime like I, I make a new YouTube video or something, I'll go to Rev.com and get it transcribed and add those captions to the video. Ooh, here's a good one. The engraved bottle. You remember my story <laughs> about getting the Dom Perignon with the, the Piano in 21 Days logo engraved on there? That was the service I used, the engraved bottle. I guess it's them.com. So that expense came through in April. Um, going down the list. StreamYard. StreamYard, man, StreamYard is just so good. If you are doing live streams of any sort, use StreamYard, please. I go live with my piano students every week on Wednesday mornings. And lately, one thing I've been doing is bringing on guests. I had a guest a couple weeks ago join me, other online piano teachers. I've got another one lined up to come join me tomorrow. And it's like everything I've tried with StreamYard is just so seamless. Bringing on a guest, sharing a screen, Mm -hmm. going live, like all those things. And it's not expensive. So if you're... If you're streaming in any way, use StreamYard. If you're not streaming yet, consider it. Live stream is a lot of fun. Just $20 a month, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I think yeah. this this right here says $49, so maybe I'm on like super... I think the more places you want to stream to at the same time, the more it costs. Mm-hmm. But for most people, I think $20 a month is going to be what you could expect. All right, so I see some charges here for Moo.com. So that was the the flash cards that I, that I get printed and the thank you cards, lots of, lots of postage, lots of advertising here. Here's a charge to my SEO guy. So $1,700, but he is on a very incentivized 
pay structure. So, and it's usually a, a month or two lag. So the, the payment he received from me in April was based on the results from either February or March, but he gets, he gets basically a percentage of sales that come through via SEO. That's the way we set it up. That way it just, you know, I wanted to, that, that was my idea just to keep him motivated because SEO is a weird thing, man. Cause once you get it set up, you can somewhat coast to an extent. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to keep him motivated to try to keep doing better and better and better. Do you get a report of the different things that they actually do each month for that $1,700? Yes. And, and so what are they doing? Yeah. So they're, they're still, you know, helping me to just optimize content. You know, they'll recommend, okay, I think we should combine these two articles and we'll just have one, one link instead of two. Or I think, you know, we did some research and I think you need to have an article or a video on your site around this topic to try Mm. to get some traffic. So it's mostly around content, but I mean, that's what SEO really is. It's people typing in search terms in order to bring up some sort of content to help them. And so yeah, they're just constantly providing recommendations on things we can do and then helping me execute those things as well. And that's, so like how often, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to give a shout out. That's Uku Logistics, kind of a funny name. That's Caleb Uku is the guy that runs that. And he, he's been on the podcast before. He's a great guy. And so if you need any help with content or SEO, check out ukulogistics.com. That's U-L-K-U. Okay. About how often does a new blog post go onto your website, would you say? Oh, it's, it's very random. It's very random. I I can't even answer that question. I don't know. All right. Next, we have Calendly there uh, here. This that's a very popular uh, program to have people book into into your calendar. So I primarily use that to book podcast guests. But if somebody you know somebody in my network wants to have a thirty minute meeting, then I, then I send that out, out as well. That's fifteen dollars a month. Have you ever used Calendly? Oh yeah, yeah. So you know. You know, a lot of people use it. I'll, I'll constantly be getting requests for meetings and stuff, and they just, you know, it's send me your Calendly link. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's Conversion Owl Marketing. That's Chanel Tool who does my all my ads. So I have a contractor, or really an agency, that handles all my advertising platforms, Bing ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, and YouTube ads. And she manages all of that for me. And she gets paid basically a percentage of ad spend. And so she's motivated there to do as well as possible because the better I do, the more I'm going to want to spend and therefore mm-hmm. the more she makes as well. So it's a percentage of ad spend and, and I get a report from her each month on the different platforms. So that's conversionowl.com. That's who I use for ads. Pick snippets. If you go to the onlinecourseguy.com and click on tools, there's a list of my top 10 favorite tools and pick snippets did make the cut there. It's a $20 a month service, which allows you to send. So you know how in emails you can address people by name if you have their name captured in your email software. It's like, hey, David, what's going on? And it, and it, it feels more personal. What, what Pick Snippets allows you to do is do the same thing, but with picture pictures, right? So I have a picture of me sitting at my piano holding up like a, a white sign. And when I took the picture, it was basically blank. But with pick snippets, I'm able to add in welcome David written on the sign. And so mm-hmm. if you go through my funnel, that very first email has a picture of me welcoming you by name. And I just, that's, I, I like to treat people how I would like to be treated. And I want people when they enter my world to feel as welcome as possible. And that's one, one way, one way I do it. And I love pick snippets. 
Okay. Picking up on the list. Oh, gosh. Wistia. Can we talk about Wistia for a little bit? All right. Let's hear it. Wistia is killing me. All right. <laughs> Wistia is awesome. I absolutely love so, so it's. I keep saying the word, but, but you might not be familiar with what it is. It's a video hosting platform. So uh, most of my videos, you know, you, you make a video, you have a file, you got to host it somewhere. And most of my videos are hosted. They live on Wistia. But the more that people are consuming your content and the more videos you have, the more you pay. And business has been really good for me lately. My piano business is getting more traffic than ever, more sales than ever, more students than ever. And therefore, I'm paying Wistia. Last month, I paid Wistia nearly $1,000 just for hosting videos. And so I've been doing some research and, and Vimeo is the other, the other kind of competitor. They're not near as expensive and they also offer unlimited bandwidth. And mm. so it's just, but it's just not as nice, but I think I found some ways to make Vimeo videos kind of as nice as Wistia videos. And so I'm, I'm actually in that process right now of moving some things from Wistia to Vimeo more information on that uh, coming mm-hmm. soon because Wistia is what I've been recommending for for years now. But I, I'm always I'm always reanalyzing what I'm doing, making sure it's the best thing I could be doing because there's a lot of people that follow my advice too. So I that's that makes it especially important that I'm you know doing the right thing mm-hmm. and and so I'm I'm considering a move a total move from Wistia to Vimeo. But I'm in that process right now and I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on how that how that goes. Gotcha. Canva is is great for for graphics. I'm sure a lot of people out there use Canva. There's Lightning Press we talked about and uh, Zoom. I pay I pay $16 a month for to use Zoom. I guess they have a free plan, but I think it cuts you off after like 45 minutes on the free plan. Where you we're mm-hmm. we're communicating on Zoom right now. I love Zoom. And that is about it. There's there's a few other things on here, but those are the main things worth uh, noting as I go through my April credit card statement. And then there are a few occasions where I'll have to pay for something outside of my credit card. So there's a couple of contractors that I do pay with PayPal. And so between PayPal and my credit card, I think that's probably about all that I do with expenses. So in April... I spent eleven thousand and seventy five dollars on advertising. About that seems uh, seems very low or reasonable. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fine. What's funny is that my ROI in April was like six, <laughs> which is insane. So, mm-hmm. the, so I brought in over sixty thousand dollars in revenue from that eleven thousand dollars. But, but, but you got to keep in mind context. April was the best, like pretty much the best month ever. Uh, it's the most amount of students I've ever gotten in one month. I got 452 new students in April because of the quarantine, because of, of COVID-19 and all that. But we've been, and we've been spending more and more. I think if you go back six months, I probably only spent six or 7,000 on advertising, mm-hmm. but we've been creeping it up as business has gotten better and better. Course, I actually spent $5,000 on course supplies. So that's the hmm. flash cars, the flash drives. But but that goes up and down because I try to keep a good inventory. And I made a lot of sales in April. So I, so I also restocked my inventory a lot. So that's by far the, uh, a big expense in that category. And on, on most months, I think on average, it's going to be closer to about $1,000 on the physical, physical stuff. I spent like $4,000 on Stripe fees but that's just because I made so much. 
And I actually messaged them about trying to get a better rate. And what they told me is you need to bring in six figures. You need to bring in at least $100,000 for three consecutive months for them to consider giving you a discounted rate. Mm -hmm. So I've hit two months of that. I don't know if I'm going to hit it in the third <laughs> month or not, but if I do, the first person that's going to know about it is Stripe because I would love to get a better rate from them. And then beyond that, I mean, I've got my my contractors. I spent about $7,000 in in contractors and so outside help in April, which is which is really important and that's that's one of the main reasons I'm able to go on a five week trip. You know, I've got, I've got systems in place, but I've also got the right strategic people in place to do the right things to, to help my business go along. Because I know that my, my systems are going to be taken care of and my, my students are going to be taken care of well, even when I'm not there as well. So I think those are the key ones worth hitting, man. What, what other questions or, or things you want me to, to talk about with my expenses? Well, I'm just curious. You've talked about Evolved Finance very highly. I know that they had like monthly or periodic meetups or webinars. Have you been joining those and doing that kind of educational part of it at all? No, they do. What they do is is twice a week, they do a group coaching call, essentially. And I haven't attended one yet, but that's part of what you get when you sign up for Evolved Finance. I think they used to have more one-on-one coaching built into their packages, but they, as they've grown, they've shifted to more group coaching. And I, I keep telling myself I'm going to take advantage of that because the guys that run the company, specifically Parker uh, Stevenson, who came on the podcast, is just a great source of information for running, running a healthy business. And but But I will say that when when all of this when all of the the covid stuff was happening they personally reached out to all of their clients like how can we help how is this affecting you like let's jump on a call let's see how we can help and i took advantage of that and uh, i had a really great um, call with Parker uh, a couple weeks ago, and he's just he offered so many great insights into into my business, and so I want to be able to continue to do that and continue to get feedback from Parker. And I think those group coaching calls are going to be the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. Then uh, obviously, this was focused more on recurring monthly expenses, which super important to pay attention to those and not not have something running for a year that you haven't used or hasn't brought value to your business. But I thought an interesting question would be like within the last year or two years, like what's the most fun thing that you've bought, like an individual one time purchase? And then I was just curious if you have anything still on your wish list uh, that you're kind of like, yeah, maybe it's time to buy that person. You're talking about personally, right? Or, or business? Um, no, I was thinking up for business. Oh, cool. Well, one thing I've bought within the past couple of months that I'm really excited about is I have three really, really, really good cameras in my studio now, right? So before I had, I've always, I've kind of always had one good camera for the main shot. And then I kind of use a wet, like I've got to have overhead shots for, for teaching the piano, but I kind of use a webcam, but I've always wanted a third shot too, just to get that side angle. And so one thing I rewarded myself with with such a gr- good month in April is buying three amazing cameras. They're all the same mm-hmm. camera. So I'm looking at you through my main camera and then right there, and I know this is worthless for the audio audience, but over there <laughs> on the side, I've got the exact same type of camera mounted to my wall over there to get this angle. And then right above, I actually mounted another Sony a6400 camera 
to the ceiling. So I used to nice. have I used to have this structure that I would attach my webcam to, but now I just mounted this great camera right above. And I've got they all have really nice Sigma lenses on it. That's it's maybe more important than the camera itself is having a good lens. And so between the the three Sony A6400s, three Sigma lenses, I've got a really good camera setup going on right here. Awesome. I thought you were asking personal and and one thing I did like six, eight months ago was buy a, an e-bike. And that's the first thing that came to mind. I love my e-bike, man. We, and, and we, we use that all the time. I've got two kid seats on the back of it so I can bring my kids anywhere on that thing. Super fun. What else, man? Any other questions, follow-ups? No, I mean, I guess as a business owner myself, I was going to share just a couple thoughts on kind of the pitfalls that, that new business owners will, will make. The first one is not understanding a tax write-off. So I think anybody that starts a business, they instantly think like, oh, if it's a business expense, there's this temptation to think it's actually free. I know that I've seen some friends that start a mm-hmm. business. They're like, oh man, I'll take you out to lunch. It's a business expense. <laughs> but again, the, the deal with that is that if you make it a business expense, in general, you're going to save your tax rate. So that could be around 25 to 30% but definitely not free. So anything that you pay for with your business still has to make sense. You can kind of like, you can say, okay, whatever you're paying, functionally, you're saving 25 to 30% on that, but it's still not free. So that'd be the first one. I don't know. Did you fall into that at all? Being super excited about business expenses? Yeah. um, And I still am excited about business expenses, but it's not, it's not near the savings that some people would lead you to believe. Mm Mm-hmm. So the other one is just that when you're a solopreneur, you have to be your own CFO. So especially if you look at your personality and you're like, I'm a gadget geek, um, like, I mean, you just have to like say, you know, does this gadget actually bring value to the to your business? And uh, I know in my own life or my in my own business, my best friend from growing up, his name is Matt, but he's my IT guy. And anytime I'm like, I need to upgrade this. He wants the best of the best. I mean, this guy. He's he just he always wants to buy premium. And so I'm like, I just need some computers to show x-rays to people. And he like wants me to get a fifteen hundred dollar computer. And I'm like, no, I just need the browser super basic. And we have fights about that. (laughs) And but but if you if you're a gadget person, like you got to assess the own your own situation. Yeah, totally. I mean, just going back to the cameras, I went I was just fine for years with one good camera. It's just have a list running of things that would be nice to have. And then when you reach certain levels, you know, you can reward yourself with those additional gadgets. And so once I felt like, you know, I had a really good month, I had some extra savings in my expenses category, then I was able to buy two more of those great cameras. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the last one is just, uh, it's very tempting to say, I'm going to justify this new service because it only needs to bring in like one, one new client per month, one new member. But I'm just going to tell you, like overhead, um, overhead can pile up quick. And again, if you go back and listen to the first 20 episodes with Jacques, he'd have a really good month and sometimes be like, oh, I'm going to sign up for this, this new service (laughs) or that new service based on the good month. And then things drop down. And so, again, that that kind of justification, like, oh, I had a great month, so I'm I'm ready for this new service. It only has to bring in this many additional it's like you can only take that justification so far. So yeah. that's another one that I know I've done. Yeah, in one month. I mean, you could if if you have twelve good months in a row, then maybe it's mm-hmm. time to do something like that. But one month usually isn't good enough to justify something like that. 
Yeah. So that's what I've got. So one more thing I thought of is, you know, David, uh, and I'm surprised you didn't catch this, but when I was going over my expenses, did you hear me say click funnels or active campaign or deadline? No, funnel? I didn't. So three of my my favorite tools that I use and and are very very important to the success of my business those are the, those are three of them ClickFunnels Active Campaign and Deadline Funnel well the reason that you didn't hear those in my monthly expenses because I pay for those yearly now and so a lot of the services you use and you know now that I'm thinking of it Zapier as well and there's probably others that I use you get a you get a pretty substantial discount if you pay for these services on a yearly basis instead of a monthly basis so the way I like to do things is start paying for them monthly and make sure that it's going to be part of your your business for the long term. And those services definitely are going to be. And so so I had the money in my account and and I, I paid for those services yearly closer to the beginning of this year. So that's why you didn't see those as I was going through the expenses for April. Sounds good. All right, David, let's get out of here. This was a fun one. I appreciate the idea. We are about to embark on a really fun five-week adventure. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure exactly where this podcast is going to go, but I have some fun ideas for the next five weeks. And so, and so stay tuned for that and see how it goes. Thank you, David, for joining me for another episode. And thank you, everybody out there for listening to another episode. As usual, you can find all the links and show notes from today's episode by going to the online course guy.com. And in this, in this case, it would be slash 137 since this is episode 137. And by the way, go to the online course guy.com and check out the new design and check out all the, the ways that I can now serve you with your online course journey. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk next week. 